from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast, and we are back with some video here. We're hoping we've uh, solved some of our audio issues, and you can hear us a little bit better. We kind of put all the video on hiatus for a little while as we tried to. We got cords all over the place here that we tried to uh, figure out these audio issues. But I am Standard Times digital editor Brennan Curie, and I'm joined by Kurt Brown, longtime cops and courts reporter for the Standard Times. Thanks for sitting down with me, Kurt. Thanks, Brendan, for having me. All right, so today we're going to talk about the case of uh, Benjamin Carpenter, a 43-year-old Hyannis man uh, who was actually, he was arrested almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is uh, a little bit different than some of the other ones we've done because this is a actual uh, sentencing. This is a sentencing. Uh, Yes, he pleaded uh, guilty. Uh, He received um, three to four years uh, uh, in the state prison system. this he pleaded guilty to uh, his fourth OUI, and um, there was also a substantial amount of uh, uh, drugs that were found in the car. Yeah, fentanyl. Fentanyl. That is correct. Yeah. Um, now you wonder. I know the first question people are going to ask is, uh, "Wait a minute, did I hear you right? Uh, this is a Hyannis man." Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, but uh, this offense occurred on uh, 195 uh, in New Bedford. Uh, he was clocked uh, by state police uh, doing 120 miles an hour on 195 in New Bedford. They finally pulled him over into Fairhaven. Uh, this was at about uh, 9.45 p.m. on a March night in 2016. That's correct. Uh, state police approached the vehicle. Uh, they noticed that he discarded something uh, from his vehicle. They um, retrieved the bag, and they found out that it was uh, fentanyl. Uh, uh, they arrested him, took him back to the uh, state police barracks in Dartmouth, and where he um, was given a breathalyzer test, and he had a reading of 0. .20. That's two and a half times the legal limit of .08. That is correct. Now, and that's a little while after he was actually driving. That is correct. That's about a half an hour to an hour, uh, the time it takes to bring him into custody, uh, inventory the vehicle, put him in a cruiser, take him back to the barracks, have him uh, photographed, uh, sign his rights. Um, but and the reason we're focusing on this one is just imagine yourself on the highway, as I'm sure everyone who is watching this uh, has done. And then you look in the rearview mirror and you see this blur coming at you. It's, You're in a 55-mile-an-hour zone, right? And there's a 95, 55 through New Bedford. That's right. And here's a guy going more than twice that. Right, 120 miles an hour. And little do you know that uh, he is basically blue-blind drunk, mm-hmm. that he has, the state police will later find out, that he has a blood alcohol level of uh, 0.20. And he's driving with drugs in the car, and he's driving with a revoked license, That's not right. just a suspended license. He'd already had his license revoked because of... A series of DUIs, it was 1995, 2011, and 2012. That is correct. Whereas previous ones, all in Bristol County. All in Bristol County. That is correct. Um, <clears throat> now, you may ask, uh, why did this case take, uh, take so long? He was arraigned in, well, we called the district attorney's office because we were 
planning to do a podcast. We wanted more information for you, our viewers. Uh, we're, we found out the case started in the Bedford District Court. Uh, it went through its normal process. Uh, he was indicted by a Bristol County grand jury, and then the case found its way to Fall River Superior Court. Now, keep in mind that the criminal session in Bristol County is held in Fall River Superior Court. So, uh, so it just took kind of a couple of years for it to go through the natural mm-hmm. progression of district court to superior court, right. kind of how the whole process works. <clears throat> and now I asked, and uh, there were no overriding issues, no questions, major questions about searches of the vehicles. It just took its normal time. It was just the natural, right. natural length of the case. Now, uh, he's also, uh, beyond the uh, OUIs, he also has a history. Uh, he'd spent a couple of years in prison. That is correct. Uh, yeah. Is it uh, distribution class B? That so is Correct. Yeah, uh, he uh, served two and a, uh, he served two years in the House of Correction for um, after his conviction for uh, distribution of a Class B substance. Uh, <clears throat> don't know if that is uh, cocaine or if it is fentanyl. Um, the and he was found with fentanyl in this instance. That is correct. Uh, when he was arrested in 2016 uh, with uh, less than 10 grams. Right. So uh, he, he is in prison now. Um, and under the state's uh, truth in sentencing law, that um, Mr. Carpenter will be required to do a minimum of three years and a maximum of uh, four years. So it really is a true three to four year sentence. It is true. It a lot is. of times you hear these sentences and you're like, well, how much time is he really going to serve? In this case, it rings true. It is true. And uh, um, <clears throat> the four. Um, and that's about what prosecutors wanted to get, mm-hmm. right? Because they had asked for three and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's you right. know, he's right around there. And uh, the defense had, had sought something maybe just a little bit shorter, two and a half to three and a half. That's right. But they weren't that far off. And um, after his release from prison, um, he is on probation for two years. Uh, and he will have to uh, check in to the probation department in uh, Superior Court. He'll be subject uh, to random, random is the key word, drug and alcohol screenings here. And they told you it was very, it was unlikely he could uh, get his, he could apply in the future to get his license back. But, that but it was it's unlikely. not going to be anytime soon. No. And uh, now one of the other things I think the district attorney's office had told you was that due to the circumstances of this case, even if this was a first OUI offense, they still would have pursued jail time. That is correct, yeah. That um, uh, driving drunk at 120 miles an hour with drugs on you will get you the DA's office looking for jail time. Right. Even if it wasn't the fourth offense, they would have pushed for some jail time for someone driving that fast and... uh, also under the influence of alcohol. So those two factors, that high rate of speed plus an inebriated uh, driver. And the DA's office said that they would have pursued some type of jail time, certainly not three to four, uh, but maybe one to two. Does make you wonder how much revoked licenses work? I guess you know it does. Yeah, you know, I'm getting. You know, if his last offense was in 2012, there's a good chance his license has been revoked for many years. And mm-hmm. 
I'm guessing it's unlikely this was the first time he happened to be out driving. I think you're with a absolutely license. right about that. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Now, one of the things that we were just kind of talking about when we were just discussing this was uh, the, you know, I know some states have the ignition, mm-hmm. um, kind of a breathalyzer in order to be able to start the ignition on your car. But as far as you know, Massachusetts as far as does I not know, employ Massachusetts that. Does not so maybe it, something yeah. uh, for, you know, legislator to think about or something like that. I know it's, it's probably expensive. It is expensive. I'm guessing to install, and then yeah. it's probably hard to track, you know, mm-hmm. make sure the person doesn't get a second vehicle. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure there's all kinds of logistical issues, but uh, just, you know, penny, penny for thoughts there. So, yeah. So anything so, else that you yeah, uh, found out when you talked to the district uh, attorney? I was one, uh, there's one more thing I asked, and uh, all this information is the uh, kindness of uh, Greg Miliotti, the uh, spokesman for the Bristol County's office, the spokesman for Bristol County District Attorney uh, Tom Quinn. Uh, he was saying that the motoring public is the eyes of the police department. And if you see somebody driving erratically, weaving in and out of lanes, and you have suspicions, uh, and the, the operative phrase here is if you are safe Mm -hmm. in other words if you have hands free or if you have another person in the car please call that in they don't want you just picking up your cell phone they do not calling it in they don't want you to have hands free or a passenger Mm -hmm. or you know something like that or you can pull over to the side of the road or something safely that's right and just call it in tell them your location tell them any information that you can provide make and model the vehicle color the vehicle anything you can tell them direction of travel Mm -hmm. all that would be helpful all right well thanks for sitting down with me kurt thank you brendan very much for having me as always, you can listen to Courtside with Kurt on uh, iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni. It's uh, embedded in most of uh, Kurt's stories on SouthCoastToday.com. You can always read his work on the Standard Times. And this edition, we will have some video you can check out on YouTube and <laughs> Facebook as well, So if everything went well. So hopefully when we get around and look at this video, uh, everything recorded right. Great. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Kurt.